The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We have a really special show today. All of the shows are special, but uh, we haven't had this particular guest on since the very first show of Truth Transforms in 2012, the spring of 2012. So today I have on the show the senior minister and CEO of Christ Universal Temple, the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells. How you doing there, Reverend Wells? I'm doing fantastic, Rev. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, doing well. I'm excited about the show. Um, for some people who might be new to the show or might be listening to the f- for the very first time, could you let them know a little bit about, you know, you know, who you are and and you know and what it, you do as the senior minister of Christ Universal Temple. Absolutely. But first, let me say uh, thanks for uh, not only having me on the show, but for uh, all of the phenomenal work that you and Truth Transform uh, and Unity Radio does to uh, be a light in the world and uh, to continue being a force for good. Uh, I, I, I like I like to say that that Reverend McDowell is the truth. And uh, True Transform is appropriately titled. And so uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, as far as me, uh, you know, I'm, I, I just believe in serving the people and doing my part uh, to help us come to better understand who we are and what we're capable of to uh, 
give us deeper insight into what was placed in us and how dynamic and great we are uh, based upon how uh, the, the creative mind or the creative one saw fit to bring us forth out of itself. And uh, with that uh, baseline for, for who we are and what we are and what we're able to do, uh, you know, sometimes we, we just lose sight of uh, what we can do, what we can be, and uh, I'm committed to uh, sharing teachings and principles and uh, techniques that give us the ability to be reminded about what we have available to us and exactly how we can apply it in our life, world, and affairs to begin to reshape our lives and experience life uh, on, on the winning side. And so uh, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of what I do as a, as a, as a life commitment. Uh, as a senior minister of Christ Universal Temple, uh, I, I, you know, I serve as, as the leader, and um, I have a phenomenal team that helps me um, execute the work of the ministry. Uh, of course, Ray McDowell, as he just said, is a, is a part of that team. And so uh, that's, that's, that's our commitment, just to helping all who we encounter and uh, uh, who we're coming after. We, we want to help you live a better life. We want to help you be your best version of yourself. And uh, uh, it's it's good work. It's good work. I'm I'm really excited about uh, laboring in the vineyard, and I'm excited about who I labor with, and the people that we have an opportunity to touch and impact, and and to see their lives be transformed is uh, truly truly a gift. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, since I'm a part of the team, uh, one of the things that's coming up in the month of October at Christ Universal Temple is our 61st anniversary. 61st anniversary which is a big deal uh teaching people how to live better lives do you want to speak on that just briefly yeah i so i like i I just really love and appreciate uh the impact that has been made over 61 years and while there's really no way to to capture what that impact has been uh, we do know from from some recent research that um that communities that are situated around uh centers of spiritual enlightenment uh those, those communities are being impacted in some way. And so just imagine from the, the, the various locations that Christ Universal Temple has been situated among, uh, imagine the, the impact that has been experienced where uh, we don't even know what is, what is facilitating the shift, but we know that there is something facilitating the shift. And so we've been doing that for 61 years. Our founder, uh, Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, uh, served in the pastorate for 50 years, right? 50 years at, at, at one one church. Um, that's all, that's all, that's almost unheard of in any time. Um, but but it's even more of a challenge today. But um, 61 dynamic years of teaching people how to live better. I'm excited about our anniversary month. We have uh, the Reverend. Dr. Evan Reed coming in with us from uh, Toronto, Canada. He'll be with us, I believe, on the 22nd. Uh, we'll have, we got some musical guests lined up. We've got some uh, things lined up for our children. Um, it's just it's it's a good time. It's a, it's a good time, and and we're also reminded, uh, as the scripture says, to not grow weary in well doing. And so, uh, while it's an opportunity to reflect on uh, where we have been and to take account of where we are right now, uh, it's also, I think, a dynamic and and fruitful opportunity to uh, project into the, the, the vision and the future that we uh, know exists for us as we uh, remain committed to doing the work in the world. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So guidelines for a master, 12 steps to an extremely happy life is yeah. the book you wrote 
along with the assistance of uh, Dr. Stanley G. Robertson. Um, tell yeah. us um, why this book, why now? So guidelines, uh, it, it, it was a labor of love. It, uh, as we were leading up to uh, the election uh, in 2016, there just seemed to be a lot of, of vitriol in the air, which is not uncommon as you you know as parties are heading toward an election. But it just it, it, it the la- it, quite frankly the last uh, few years, the last few elections, just seem to have these these other strains of uh, this subtext within them. And uh, as people, as we, as people started to get more anxious about uh, what was going to happen with us, what was going to happen with our country, uh, for, for me, it was important to be able to remind uh, us that the power to experience, uh, our experience lies within us, right? And so while there might be, uh, you know, principalities that, that, that decide some things, ultimately, you will live your life out of your consciousness. And so uh, I just wanted to, to share a reminder that had, again, some, some principles and techniques and insights that would bring us back to the realization uh, that the power to be was within ourselves, within our own souls. And so if we were committed to uh, living an empowered life, here was, uh, here was, again, a guidelines or a roadmap to bring you back to the sense of mastery uh, out of which you've come. And so uh, uh, guidelines came came was birthed kind of out of that season of uh, angst, kind of in the in the uh, in the in the public psyche, but uh, also with the realization that uh, again, real the real power lies within within the soul consciousness of each and every individual. And so where where regardless regardless of where you stood on on the topic or on the politics, uh, the, the power to to create and craft out the kind of life you desire is always within you. And so I just wanted to uh, represent that reminder uh, to anyone who would, who would come across guidelines and uh, share with them uh, a, a, a new approach of an of a ancient, un- ancient understanding, as they would say. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to read a quote from your book, if you don't mind, just to ask you to elaborate on it, because I think it was it's so powerful. You read this a few Sundays ago um, in your sermon on Sunday. Uh, I think it was two or three Sundays ago, you wrote on page nine that guidelines for a master approaches the subject of happiness from a metaphysical perspective. We believe that happiness consists of the conscious effort to accomplish our goals and to grow as individuals. Happiness does not have to be created. It is already in you. Could you please elaborate on that, please? Yeah. I mean, and, and full disclosure, that's, that's the fundamental position of, uh, of Christian metaphys- metaphysics at its, at its base, right, at, at its origin, um, from, from, uh, from Philo-Judeus all the way up through. That's, that's what we believe, that the power is within. And so uh, oftentimes I think we, we, we mistakenly believe that the ability, our ability to be happy uh, lies in what we can attain, uh, how we can progress in our jobs, how we can... Uh, begin to, to uh, repair our relationships, uh, even in how we come to accept uh, or, or reject certain aspects of ourselves. Um, and what I wanted us to, to again see is that there was there was no getting that would uh, facilitate your happiness. It was a matter of coming back to right, simply returning back to that which is already resident within our souls. And so, the sooner we can find ourselves 
in that in that happiness continuum. And I like and, and I don't want happiness to to be like an artificial thing, right? Happiness in in from a from a uh, uh, from a positive uh, psychology perspective, happiness is considered to be uh, uh, an emotion that is that is bolstered when we are living a life of purpose, living a life of significance and fulfillment, right? So happiness is not just a random emotion. It's also tied to our ability to live out the best of that which is within us. And so uh, you can't live out something that's not within you. And so I right. just want to be able to remind us that you don't have to go anywhere to get it. Uh, you don't have to rely on anyone else to get it. What you have to do is tap into the, uh, the creative and dynamic purpose out of which you've been crafted and uh, begin to, to live that out. And even if you don't understand it, the pursuit of it will, will by its very nature, begin to open itself up to you. So uh, the, the, the more we seek, the more we find. And I just wanted, I just wanted us to know that, uh, you know, don't look, at, don't look for it in your relationships. Don't look for it in your mate. Don't look for it in your career. Don't look for it in your finances. Uh, don't look for happiness in your accomplishments. Look for it where it already is, resident within your souls. And uh, all, all too often, uh, the space, the space, uh, the good space of our souls is left uh, unattended and, and, and vacant and always waiting for, for us to return back home. And so guidelines is really an invitation uh, back home. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Now, uh, at the beginning of every chapter, you have a quote from the character uh, Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, um, as a, almost as a metaphor throughout the book. Uh, can you speak a little bit more about why you chose uh, Bruce Leroy, The Last Dragon? For those who aren't familiar with the movie, it's a you know martial arts slash uh, African American cult classic. Not because it's, because it's a great movie, <laughs> but <You're right>. because. <laughs> Because, but that's true. But I, I must admit, I've probably seen it about fifty times. Um, uh, you know, because at the time it was the only, it might be the only major black martial art movie that I mean, it really yes. got over. Yeah. So, 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 on 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 the one hand, uh, Bruce Leroy, uh, in my in my opinion. Uh, and in the opinion of, of Dr. Robinson, like he, he symbolizes uh, what I would call a black superhero, right? He is, he is, uh, but he's not perfect, right? He, he's flawed, like most superheroes are, right? Yeah. There, there is some, there is some uh, kryptonite or some uh, loss of utility belt or, uh, or or some inability in, in the in the in the uh, uh, with my guy Tony Stark to just be able to, to unable to to rein in one's ego. So you know, it, so I, so I so I loved. Uh, so I love the dichotomy of, of Bruce Leroy's um, character, where we find him, right, wanting to to come into his 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 mastery uh, and wanting to attain the globe, uh, but but also always thinking that the attainment of it was outside of himself, right. So one, I, I really dig what he represents as far as as far as a black superhero, but two, I can appreciate his his lack of awareness that the thing that he's looking for is within him. And so I like, I, I like how his master, uh, who already knows the answer, right, his master who already knows the answer, sends him on this wild goose chase looking for this next master that's supposed to teach him. But the, the, the master knows that it's the journey 
that will help him discover his true mastery. And that's, I, I believe that's the case. That's, that's the case for all of us. Um, many of us are, are, are uh, wanting desperately to find the destination or to come to our destination. We can't wait until our ship comes in, but, but oftentimes we're unwilling to swim out to it, right? But it's the, it's, the, it's the swim out to the ship that helps you build the muscle and the dexterity and the character to handle the destination if and when you arrive. And so the journey to, uh, to the unpacking and unfolding and emerging of one's mastery is as important as the attainment of the glow itself. And so uh, Bruce Leroy is uh, wanting to be able to experience this uh, luminous glow. Uh, and one of the things that I that I really dig Rev, in in the movie is that in that last fight scene when when uh, Bruce Leroy is fighting Shonuff, the the baddest, meanest uh, mofo, uh, who is who is uh, the the antagonist for Bruce Leroy, uh, Shonuff has a glow too. So Shonuff, in his own right, is a master, right? Mm-hmm. And so what that also what that also says to us is that mastery does not look like one thing. There is not there is not one road. Right? There's not one guideline. There's not one path that leads to the unfoldment of one's uh, self, whatever that self is. And uh, when we look at when we look at uh, Bruce Leroy and Shonuff side by side, we can we can see again that it is the consciousness of the individual that le- that leads to the same destination, even though the routes were different and the way in which it's used is different. Right? And so I I, I, I appreciate the metaphor. For uh, for soul unfoldment and self unfoldment that um, that exists in the Last Dragon, and um, yeah, while I agree, bro, it's, you, you, when you look at it, you don't, you, you you look at it for the lessons. Um, don't, don't necessarily don't necessarily look at it for the for the production quality or the or the uh, or or, the, or cinematic value. But but it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a pointed movement movie from the standpoint of the lessons that it teaches if um, if we're willing to. To, to see it, to use your term, Rev, with metaphysical eyes. Yes, yes. You know, uh, when I was, I've probably seen the movie 50 times because I had the biggest crush on Vanity and my sister Lisa had the biggest crush on Time Mock, the, the, <laughs> who was Bruce Leroy. So she's like, no, uh-huh. no, let's watch this movie again. Like, sure, no problem. <laughs> so, so, you know, but uh, one of the things about the Time Mock character that I, that I really like, um, I think which comes out in the book, was he didn't really realize, as you were stating earlier, how much was already in him. So when he met a situation or an encounter, he was being it, and he didn't even realize that he was. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you know, you know, and you know. So when the statements needed to come out, they would just come out. When somebody needed help, he just jumped in and helped them without thought mm-hmm. of is this the right thing or the wrong thing to do because that was who he was being. It wasn't something yeah. that he was doing. And I think to right. a certain extent, sometimes we, we have blinders on to um, who we are and how we show up as an experience, mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. being. To, to our, to our own that, Right, right. We're, we're totally blind to it. And that makes it challenging to actually step into your mastery when you have a point of view of yourself that's less than who you are currently. Not, I'm talking. Yeah. About, I'm not even talking yeah. about a spiritual yeah. being. I'm just talking about how yeah. you show up in existence. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting yeah. conversation. We're about a, a one minute away from our first break, Rev. So I, I have to do this uh, quick commercial. 
Uh, but also let people know that on on the back end of this break, we're going to start taking callers. So just callers, uh, you know, I was about to say beware. I don't know why. Anyway, callers, be ready. <laughs> call in at 888-558-6489. When we come back from the break, we'll be taking calls. Uh, just let you know that this show has a Facebook page, which is Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Please go on, give it a five-star rating, uh, write a positive review so Facebook can do whatever it needs to do with the algorithms. Also, make sure that you check it out on iTunes and Stitcher, Stitcher for Android uh, devices. Make sure you, again, give it a five-star rating and write a positive review. It allows the algorithms to present the material in front of people. So we want to make sure that we get this message out in front of people as much as we possibly can. Obviously, make sure you go to cutemple.org. That's Christ Universal Temple's website. Check us out. And you definitely want to stop by Christ Universal Temple if you're in the Chicagoland area, even if you're just visiting. Plan to stay for a Sunday. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. What got you started on your spiritual path? Minister and radio host Paul John Roach says his path began when he heard George Harrison of the Beatles talking about Hindu philosophy and meditation. Paul John writes about it in the current edition of Unity Magazine. And don't miss the interview with Eben Alexander, the neurologist whose near-death experience led him to write Proof of Heaven. It's all in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine. Go to unity.org and click on Publications. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. 
Welcome back to Truth Transforms. If you want to call in, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. We have uh, Reverend Wells, Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells, talking about his new book, Guidelines for a Master, 12 Steps to an Extremely Happy Life. And we have a caller on the line. Uh, Reverend Bobby, are you still there? I'm still here. How are you this morning, Reverend Galen? How are you this morning, Dr. Wells? Doing well. I'm, I'm I'm doing great, Russ. Good to talk with you, man. Hey, God bless you both. Listen, in 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 guidelines to a master, it it gives you know it gives the idea to one that they can be a master, probably of themselves, and when they do that, that that helps bring forth the happiness, the joy, the peace, the prosperity, and the abundance, and those kinds of things in life, because it it sounds like it's some work that one may do, and thank God that there's a place where people can, can do that work. But, but, but what kind of, um, but what, but what kind of motivation would one need to have within themselves in order to you know, start this journey to be a master. So, uh, I think I think when we talk about motivation, uh, mm-hmm. there, there are two primary ways that we're motivated. Right, we're either motivated motivated away from pain, or we're motivated toward pleasure. So, when we when we look at what would motivate uh, an individual to begin moving toward mastery, uh, again, I, I think it applies there as well either being motivated away from the pain of, uh, of, of broke, broke pockets, uh, mm-hmm. wounded emotions, uh, relationships that, that are not working, an overall sense of uh, uh, unfulfillment with one's experience, uh, or we could be motivated, and I should say and, right, because I, I actually believe that we're all uh, motivated away from pain and toward pleasure uh, mm-hmm. or to, toward the, the fulfillment of, of our higher self. Um, but we, so we can also be motivated toward uh, the sense, sense of purpose. We can be motivated toward the sense that we are here to make a significant impact, to help somebody, to be a light, to be a force for good. And uh, so when we look at what would motivate uh, anybody to begin uh, unpacking their own self-mastery, uh, I, I think it applies. I think either we're motivated away from the, the, the troubles and the difficulties that we experience in our everyday walk, or we're motivated to be better today than we were yesterday. Well, well thank you, Dr. Wells, because one of the things you did touch on earlier was about the um, um, elections, the political stuff, and all of the rigmarole going on, and us having to be grounded, you know, within ourselves, because that's where everything comes from and not being dependent on, um, you know, other outside influences and and um you know thank you for your input because it's really really important i think for people to know reverend galen thanks for the uh time jeff knew my voice immediately i must be buzzing (laughs) so god bless you both i'm gonna continue to listen carry on thanks fellas god bless God bless. bless. have a great day i believe we have another call caller latrice latrice are you there Yes, I'm here. It's Vatrice. Hi, hi. Uh, Vitri- oh, okay. Vit- oh, hey, Vatrice from CUT. Hey. hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> hey. 
Good. So I just wanted, Rev, I wanted you to kind of touch on the step three, for the forgiveness step, um, because that's something that, and I do my prayer work. I'm a Johnny Coleman baby to the baby to the heart, all of that, and I I do my very best with that. But I know um, I talk to other people as well who go through things, and I know you've touched on it before. How you know you may think that you've forgiven a situation, and then something may happen to trigger a feeling, or if you're around a person who you may have gone through something with and you still get that feeling, that means you haven't forgave yet. So can you kind of touch on that step, you know, just to kind of guide through that that forgiveness process? Yeah. So step three uh, on forgiveness is that when we forgive, we make space for more happiness. And so the first thing I would say is that one of the, one of the primary reasons it's important to, to forgive is uh, not necessarily for the person that we that we feel like has offended us, uh, the person that we're at odds with. Uh, so we 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 forgive primarily for ourselves, so that we do not have to relive uh, the hurt, the disappointment, the difficulty over and over and over again every time we think about what the experience was. Right. So forgiveness is really mercy to the forgiver. Right. So it's it's the recognition it's it's the realization that I love myself so much that I refuse to hold myself in bondage to an experience that happened uh, five years ago, five minutes ago, uh, forty five years ago. Someone was sharing a story with me uh, not long ago, and they talked about uh, um, uh, these two women who were in high school together. Uh, they were sitting sitting down next to one another. They they started up a conversation, and uh, in the course of this conversation. One of the ladies said to the other, you know, you said something to me in, in high school that really hurt my feelings, and I never got over it. Uh, as it turned out, these ladies were in high school together 45 years ago, right? Wow. So so this, so the, the one lady has, has probably uh, been through a full life, right, been through almost every experience in life, and she's still carrying the burden and weight of, a comment of a mindless high schooler, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that to be disparaging, right? We, we like most of us don't take uh, career advice or life lessons from high schoolers. And you know, when you're in high school, you don't really have that context. But 45 years later, you ought to give yourself that context that a high schooler uh, can only share from where they are. And so, uh, but many of us go through life in that same way. I would also add that um, when we talk about love and compassion, not only for ourselves, but for the quote-unquote other, um, it, it, we would do well to remember that, that people oftentimes, oftentimes um, move out of their wounded, woundedness just like we sometimes move out of our woundedness. Before we ended the last segment, uh, Reverend McDowell was talking about Bruce Lee where all of the things that he was being, but, but I think he had difficulty seeing it in part because the limit, the, because of the limitation of his woundedness, right? He was, he was, he had somebody in his ear constantly saying to him that he was a nut job. He is his younger brother, right? Or people that he that he encountered. But there were lots of people who thought he was a he was a crackpot, and so those voices and those opinions began to impress upon how we see ourselves. And when we move from our woundedness, we are far more likely to wound others. And so 
if we can have empathy and compassion um, for, for those with which we find ourselves in disagreement and remember that, that more often than not, um, the, the disagreement comes not, not out of a sense of wholeness, but out of a sense of woundedness, out of a sense of, of lack or, or hurt or pain. And so when, if I understand that that's where you're coming from, and if I understand that, that you are uh, perhaps trying to project off of yourself and onto me something that has nothing to do with me, it's important to remember that the way most people move have, has nothing to do with me as an individual. And so, um, I, so I find it easier to forgive when I, when I uh, expand out from the immediacy of the experience, the immediacy of the pain or hurt or disappointment, and expand out to recognize that, again, one, I love myself way too much to stay bound to, to this experience. Let me learn what I was supposed to learn and keep that moving. And then, two, to remember that, uh, that really if, if people knew how to do better, they would. And so if they are stuck in their wounds, like the lady from 45 years ago in high school, uh, then, then that is what they, what they will, what they will give, uh, as a, really as a way to try to heal themselves. Right. So not, not just to put it off on you, they're really trying to get it off of them. And so, um, those are two keys to truth that I would that I would recommend that you begin to apply um, on a consistent basis as you continue to do the the, the forgiveness work, uh, and as you talk to to people who find themselves uh, still going through experiences that they haven't quite been able to uh, move past or forgive or get beyond. Um, and I, and the last thing I'll say is that uh, I, I I really think one of the reasons that that Jesus says when you when you forgive forgive seventy times seven get forgive over and over and over and over again, because we also hold ourselves uh, and harm ourselves when we're unwilling to forgive. So the more consistently uh, we are willing to forgive, the more consistently we will be able to come into the health and happiness that is, that is wanting to breathe life into our experience. Okay, thank you. Wonderfully stated. Thank you so much for that. that My pleasure. Thank helpful. you, Patrice. All right. Thank, thank you, Patrice, for calling in. I appreciate oh, yeah, it. We appreciate absolutely. the call. Okay, uh, we have uh, Stanley on the line. Stanley? Yeah. Hey, hey uh, Dr. Wells and uh, Reverend McDowell, this is um, Stanley Robertson. Uh, just wanted to call in real quick um, just for the uh, for your listening audience. I'm the co-author with uh, Dr. Wells on the book, and um, I was just listening to the program. You guys love what you guys are saying. Wanted to uh, congratulate uh, Dr. Wells, of course, uh, along with myself for uh, completing the book. And uh, Reverend McDowell, you know, you are one of the uh, best uh, brains that I've ever encountered. So I um, wanted mm-hmm. to give you a shout-out for that. I did want to make one comment, though, about what I heard you guys say, and I'd like to disagree with something that you guys said earlier, and that is in relation to the quality of the movie. Um, that <laughs> that movie, The Last Dragon, which we use, um, I, I think you guys are right as a metaphor uh, for the journey that Bruce Leroy was on uh, to become a master. Uh, I, I think that w- was done very well. But in terms of the actual quality of the movie, this movie, if you look at the movie, as a martial arts movie, then the movie was not a great movie. However, this was not, in fact, a martial arts movie. This movie was a satire 
of martial arts movie. It was probably one of the first satires um, that we've seen. It, it's similar to Austin Powers uh, spoofing James Bond or Scary Movie, the way in Scary Movie, which is a satire of scary movies. So this actually was not a martial arts movie. It was a satire of a martial arts movie. And from that perspective, I mean, this, this was actually one of the best uh, satires and one of the first uh, that, that I've ever seen. Stanley, Are I'm you sure you it was supposed to be a satire? I'm going to push back on that. Are you sure that was supposed to be a satire? So I, I think he's making an argument for the movie. I, 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 have, I happen to know. I happen to know that he loves this movie, and I know that he wants this copy of of the movie back from me, uh, which, I, which I'm more than happy to give to you. Uh, but are you sure this was supposed to be a satire of a of a Karate movie? Are you sure about that? Yeah, absolutely. Where, absolutely. Where you Where are you get that from? Where you get this is in my own mind. <laughs> Thank you. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. <laughs> Right. Well, Stanley, I always, uh, uh, again, Dr. Stanley Robertson is the uh, co-author with Reverend Wells of the book. Uh, all I can say, Stanley, is as a martial artist myself uh, and a kung fu practitioner, I hold martial art movies to a different standard. So satire or not, Timok is a really good martial artist. Everybody else, not so much. Can I also say Reverend McDowell? Uh, really, the, the the concept behind uh, Bruce Leroy's uh, integration and kind of his serving as a guide for us through the text was the brainchild of of Dr. Robertson, and uh, I shared previously that uh, when when he uh, shared the idea with me, it, it really had a resonance for me right off the bat. Uh, there were a couple reasons, but one of the primary reasons was also that uh, aside from from Bruce Leroy's uh, symbiotic journey to, to mastery, uh, Julius Carey III, uh, or Shonuff, Bruce Leroy's antagonist in the movie, is uh, the, the, the oldest son of uh, the senior, uh, the former um, assistant minister to Dr. Foman, Reverend uh, Helen Carey. And so when, uh, when, uh, when, when Dr. Robertson shared the concept with me, I, I, I was like, yeah, that, that just, it, it, that feels right. And if you look at his picture on the back cover, uh, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Doc, but I believe the hat that he's wearing is actually, uh, actually once belonged to Julius Carey. Um, and, and his mom, Reverend Carey, uh, gave that hat to Dr. Robertson. Is that right, Doc? Uh, yeah, that, that's true. Um, Reverend Carey, well, first of all, Reverend Carey and uh, Julius Carey, which, which I've never met him, but his character in the movie was so powerful. As a matter of fact, I think his character actually is the thing that pushed that movie over the top uh, because he was so over the top in his uh, acting and his, his skills and abilities uh, in that movie that he actually made that movie become the cult classic that it is right now. Everybody knows Shonuff, the Shogun of Harlem, the baddest mofo down around this town. Uh, everybody knows that, and everybody knows this <laughs> character. Uh, Reverend uh, uh, Colt um, Carey, she had, uh, she, when I met her, she, you know, she's just so, such a great woman and such a dynamic woman, um, and we really hit it off really well. 
She brought the hat in one day, and she said, I want to, I have something for you, and I'm going to bring it to you. And uh, the next time I saw her, she brought the hat. She said, this hat belonged to my son. Um, and her son had, had passed, as you guys know, um, Julius, the guy who plays Shonoff. And uh, she brought the hat, and she said, I want you to have this hat. And I said, well, great, thank you. This is way before we even thought about writing the book. She had given me the hat. So when we did write the book and we wanted to do the author photos, I decided to wear the hat for the author photo since we used that character. Uh, and she didn't even know that. She she knew nothing about that. As I said, the, this is way before we even thought about the book. Uh, so, yeah, that that was actually a really good uh, blessing, you know, for me. It was a good connection for the, the entire project. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah and I will – and I agree that show enough makes that movie. Uh, Julius Carey's character made that movie so much so that um, even people who weren't born when that movie came out know about the character. I remember when I had my yeah. baby brother Adam here uh, one day and he was probably about five years old and he wasn't born when that movie came out. And Julius came to visit uh, Reverend Carey. And I took him around and I said, um, you remember that movie, The Last Dragon? Have you ever seen it? He's like, yeah. And I said, that's sure enough. And he just stood there and he was standing because Julius was a six, five, six, six. He was just standing there looking at him. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe I'm looking at the Shogun of Harlem. So it was you know, so that that character has lived. So thank you, Stanley, for the call okay. in. Uh, we have some more calls. I, 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 I do want to make one last comment. So can I also say yeah. then that we all agree that show enough makes the movie? Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, one, one last comment. Um, this is regarding the uh, the quotes that we used at the beginning of the chapter that, that uh, Reverend uh, McDowell, you mentioned earlier. We did use quotes throughout the book. Um, at the beginning of each chapter, we start off with a quote, and then we launch into the subject matter of that chapter from that quote. Uh, the, those quotes, some of them actually, very few of them actually came from the movie. Uh, although Bruce Leroy did use quotes in the movie, uh, because, you know, he was, again, it was a satire, a spoof of a karate movie, so he was kinda, he's a black guy, but he's doing this, um, pseudo-Chinese type thing and uh he was using quotes you know fortune cookie type quotes but uh but most of the quotes in the book actually we just kind of made those up so those weren't real quotes from the movie so you're not going to see those quotes in the movie but they do represent the the character of the movie and um and that's so that's where we got them from so i just wanted to throw that out there in case people were looking at the movie like i didn't hear him say that in the movie but uh, but i appreciate you guys Th thanks a lot and um great job folks Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for calling Thanks, in, Dr. Dr. Robertson. Uh, do we have Sheila on still, Jeff? Is Sheila there? She's still here. Hi. Oh, hey, how you Hello? doing? Oh, this is uh, Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeith and the uh, president uh, of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Thanks for calling in. Oh, no problem, no problem. <laughs> hey, Rev. Questions. Hey there, Derek, what's up? You got it. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Listen, I got two quick questions so that your callers can get through. Um, one is uh, many times when you talk about mastery, people kind of think it's some kind of uh, a beyond experience, ooh, ah, 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 you know, and float up to the uh, clouds. But one of the things that happens in the movie is when the teacher um, tells um, Bruce Leroy that, you know, the lessons are over. 
uh, Bruce Leroy says something like, oh, you're going, and it's some, like, super fancy trip to meet some more masters or something. He says, no, I'm going to Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something like to visit my grandmother. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going mm-hmm. to Florida to visit yeah. my grandmother. something very simple yeah. like that. Yeah. And so at first, I'd like for you to just speak to the context of mastery. And what we're talking about is in everyday life, whatever people are facing, the people in Texas right now, in Mexico right now, exerting mastery given whatever the circumstances are in your life. That's the first thing I want to talk about. And then the second thing I'd like you to just answer is why did you choose 12 steps? Why not 10, 7, 3, 4? And those are my questions. Okay. And so uh, when, we, when we talk about mastery from a practical standpoint, uh, uh, again, when we're, happiness and mastery as we're talking about it in the text is related to our ability to, to experience the emotion and the, the drive and the satisfaction that comes with living out a purpose-filled life. And so, uh, the, the, I, and I'm going to make this very practical, I think the Universal Foundation for Better Living is right now exhibiting another step in its mastery in the work that it's doing to partner with uh, Unity of Houston and Agape to uh, provide resources to uh, communities in Houston, Florida, and uh, in the Caribbean, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, uh, Reverend Doc, uh, in the Caribbean, to to just do our part to be a part of the solution for uh, uh doing what we can for those who are going through uh, challenging experiences. So, yes, we can absolutely hold the prayer consciousness, but we can also do something very practical and purposeful that facilitates mm-hmm. the expression of mastery. Um, why 12 steps? 12 steps um, for, for a couple reasons. Uh, one, because 12, 12 steps is, is already in uh, kind of the, the public psyche, right, uh, in, in within uh, CUT and UFBL, we we talk about twelve powers. Uh, in the secular world, there are twelve step programs. There are twelve months in the in the year. Twelve represents uh, completion. So it's, we use twelve steps uh, in part because they are the you know twelve steps is in is is in the psyche for processes that it takes uh, to to complete a thing. So. Um, the, our, our, our 12 steps are not exhaustive, um, but we, we want it to be able to start somewhere and give uh, people a very practical, uh, bite-sized, chunked approach to how they could begin right where they are from, from the moment they pick up the book to begin right where they are to uh, begin developing themselves in a way that helps to bring forth uh, the mastery that is already within them. Okay. Thank you. Good job, guys. Proud of you. See you later. Thank you. Thanks for having Thanks for the call. All right. All right. So I want to give, again, people an opportunity to call in. If you want to call in, we have about uh, eight minutes left uh, before we have to end the show. You can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Rev, while we have a moment, uh, I do want to let people know that they can get your book on Amazon.com. Just type in guidelines for for a master. Uh, and, uh, uh, Dr. Derek B. Wells, Dr. Stanley G. Robertson, they can pull the book right up, order it. They can have it in no time. If you're in the Chicagoland area and you don't want to 
buy it online, you can stop by Christ Universal Temple, which is at 11901 South Ashland Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60643. Or you can go on the website and order it at cutemple.org. So there are many ways in which you can get this book. You want to make sure that you have it as a part of your library because you want to make sure that, I won't say you want to, it is, I believe, a necessity at this point to develop a positive mental attitude, you know, because the world is presenting information as if being positive, being optimistic, and Mm -hmm. and having Mm -hmm. a possibility mindset Mm -hmm. is somewhat wrong. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rev, uh, one of the things that I did want to want to ask you about is your word that you use a lot, which is um, our message is our better living message. Or it's a phrase, actually. Our better living message is a solution to what's happening in the world. Could you address that a little bit, please? Yeah. So um, what, whether whether you believe it or not. The, uh, the the thoughts you hold, the words you speak, uh, the actions you take, uh, those those are all derived from uh, the, the the mindsets that we allow to uh, to dominate in our life, world, and affairs. And so we recognize that uh, the cause is a mental one. And so. If we intend to be able to to change what we see happening in our in our individual or collective lives, we have to begin to change the way we think. And I believe we are uh, a solution in the world because we teach you not what to think but how to think. We teach you how to think in ways, and we give you the techniques and the tools to manage principles, spiritual principles, and uh, 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 spiritual laws that give you the ability to shape the life you were destined, you were created to live. And so um, uh, I'm saying it not because um, I believe it in theory. I believe it because I have applied it and worked it in my own life, right, from uh, without going into too too deep into what my story is. Um, But I am someone who has uh, seen the valley. I, I am someone who has uh, walked in, in the valleys on on our streets. And so uh, I also recognize that the way I came out of, up out of that was through what I learned here at Christ Universal Temple, Temple at the feet of Dr. Coleman, right? And so in learning that uh, and in being able to apply that and being able to get it in very uh, practical ways, uh, not necessarily simple or easy, but very practical if we are willing to do the work. And... Uh, so if it can work for me, it can work for anybody. And uh, I, so I, I absolutely believe that the message that this ministry has uh, provides a solution, solutions to what ails our communities, to what ails our homes, uh, to what ails our, our individual lives. And so um, I, I would strongly encourage um, uh, us to be where you are, and I would encourage you to be where we are so that we can really uh, grow together and get to the bottom of unpacking uh, the divine potential that is within each and every one of us by learning to use the power of our, of our, of our minds. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as, as speaking on the sol- being a solution in the world um, and I was doing some research when you check your emails, you'll see, I was doing my, as you would call it, my unnecessary research <laughs> last <laughs> night. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's who I am. You know, I was just, that's you know, just pulling up information and studies that people have on, um, you know, at Harvard and other places that are actually writing about what you put in guidelines for a master. You're tackling it from more of a theological and philosophical point of view and bringing it into the pragmatism. These people who are, you know, some of the top professors in the world are studying um, how the mind affects the body, you know, positively or negatively, how optimism is allowing people to live longer, how meditation is helping people lower their blood pressure and and uh, boost their immune systems. So in my opinion, new thought is not only on the cutting edge, it is what is being cut into the different pieces that people are using today. Um, I, I'm a big believer that New Thought is the forerunner or the parent of the entire self-help movement. I believe that with everything mm-hmm. in me. And so, mm-hmm. so I think it's important that people who have ownership of the whole message uh, present their material because yeah, I agree. people take segments. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, no. You know. Yeah. You 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 own it, Rev. You own it. And 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 yes. And I, I think. Uh, uh, Reverend Evelyn Boyd has been saying for for years now that it's time for uh, Christian metaphysicians to come out of the closet, right? To 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 be willing to put our our light on the heel, the the light of our message on the heel, so that uh, people will see it and come to understand that there are alternatives to to how we can begin to apply um, uh, theology in our lives and. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, I absolutely agree with that. And yes, there is empirical uh, evidence to the psychosomatic relationship, the mind, the mind-body relationship. That the 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 evidence is out there. And um, yes, there are there are um, lots of people who who talk like us, uh, and who I believe are helping people in their own right. Um, but I but I. I, I want to uh, just encourage those of us who who um, who accept as uh, our way of seeing our, our philosophical and theological approach uh, this this new thought perspective to uh, to, to not uh, uh, stand on the sidelines or be on the sidelines or even uh, to not bunker ourselves down in our own enclaves and be satisfied with 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 the piece uh, of of the pie that we think we've been sent to. Because I, I absolutely believe that the world is hungry for our message, and uh, they they want to hear from us, and so we have to be where the world is, which means we've got to get outside of our churches, uh, we've got to get outside of our centers, we got we have to be where the people are, and we can take our people who are in our churches and in our centers with us. Um, if we don't do that, then we've got to be able to bifurcate and, and minister to the people in the churches and centers and minister to the people in the world. But we have to help the people. They, they, ha- they have a hearing for it, and we just have to be where the people are. We have to be where the people are who think like we think. Uh, I, I love when I encounter someone who, who says, um, you know, I, I've thought, I hear, I hear you all teaching that I thought that my whole life, and I never knew there was anyone else out there who thought like this. And uh, there, 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 there are large communities, there's large swaths of, of folks who think just like us. And so, um, guidelines is intended to be an access point for um, 
for for anyone wanting to to uh, discover the the best aspects of themselves and to begin working to to let that come forth and live it out in their everyday lives. And so um, while while the idea of mastery might seem inaccessible, guidelines is written in a way that's that's very accessible for anybody at any level. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to uh, uh, you don't have to be a deep thinker. Um, you don't even have to like to read in order to read this. It's it's an easy read by design, and uh, so I just w- I would encourage uh, all who are hearing to just give it a read. As Reverend McDowell said, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle. Uh, if you're in the greater metropolitan Chicago land area, you can come to Christ Universal Temple, get it there. If you want, you can uh, you can reach out to me at uh, Rev Wells on uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram. You can also go to the CUT website at www.cutemple.org, or you can go to org uh, uh, or DerekWells.org, and uh just just drop me a message at either one of those. We'll get the copy out to you. Uh, but I do want I do want you to give yourself an opportunity to uh, reconnect with the power and mastery that is resident within your soul, and to begin to uh, live out and walk out your uh, your 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 journey to to, to mastery and happiness. Uh, it, it's within you. You 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 are God's masterpiece, and you were made to live happy. Well, okay. Well, um, Rev, we, we've run out of time. We've got to wrap it up. I do want to let people know that uh, uh, might not be aware of it, that you have a Facebook live show t- titled Temple Talks, 7 p.m. Yes, Central Time, where Reverend Wells yes, speaks sir. on spiritual topics in a very practical manner, just like he's done today. And he takes the questions live. So you can type the questions in the comment section. He addresses it immediately. Uh, it's normally about 30 minutes, 7 to 7.30 Central Time. So if you're on Facebook, um, make sure that you uh, – all you got to do is look up Rev Derek Wells, and it will put you right to where you need to be. And uh, make sure that you enjoy it because it's a powerful way to stay connected to him and our ministry. So, Rev, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we have about two minutes, and I think it's a show after this one. So I, I definitely you have to get off. So thank you so yeah. much. Um, and, you know, we're going to just keep doing this work, uh, helping people yeah, make man, better lives. Rev, don't, don't let up, man. I love serving with you and uh, to all of your listeners. Uh, do know that um, that when you tune in every week, you're tuning in to a guy who is uh, who is one of the, as Reverend uh, uh, Dr. Robinson said, one of one of the best thinkers and scholars uh, in the entire New Thought movement, bar none. Um, this this he 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 is a machine. He's a computer. He's a human walking computer. And uh, so I'm just excited about what you bring um, to the work that we do together. Uh, I'm excited about what uh, what is unfolding in your life and in your ministry, and uh, with where you're going and with how uh, God has designed you to to make impact in the world. And uh, I just want to encourage you, Rev, to not let anything, uh, including yourself, keep you from from uh, making the impact that you've been called to make. Um, nobody else is called to bring it. It's 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 up to you to do. And uh, I know that you're that you're uh, infinitely equipped with uh, divine capacity to to do that. And I'm just excited about uh, about about you and your ministry and, and uh, the way that God uses you, man. Keep uh, stay open at the top, as as uh, as uh, uh, Charles Fillmore said. 
All right. Ernest Holmes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Ernest, Ernest, Ernest Holmes. Somebody, I know somebody said it. <laughs> I'm messing with you, but anyway, thank you. I appreciate that, and I and I received those words. Thank you very much. Um, you know, it's an absolute pleasure serving with you. I believe in your vision. I believe in your work. I believe in your work ethic. I believe in you as a person. Uh, as I always say, you're my brother from another mother. So let's just do this work and and do what we got to do. So God bless you, callers. Next week we'll be with you with Truth Transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.